Welcome to Healing Aloud. I'm Jory. I'm Shanna Mae. We talk about things we're learning as we navigate our personal mental health. We hope you will join and learn with us as we go. Hello. Today we are going to talk about um, accepting our bodies, which sounds kind of cheesy now that I'm saying that out loud. But um, the truth of the matter is we are consciousness encased in a meat sack and we have to deal with the ramifications of that and sometimes that can be challenging (laughs) um and so um I I guess like Jory like what's what do you think's like the hardest thing about like accepting your body and like dealing with the physical nature of life I think just recognizing that there are differences and there's nothing wrong with that yeah and like like I think that's like the biggest struggle for me that's been a long time coming I come from a family of um (laughs) eating disorders of different kinds and um and so recognizing that like I don't have to look a certain way and because like I don't know growing up you go through puberty you hear about puberty but like I, I think that I had the idea that this happened to other people, not to me. Mm. Does that make sense? And so, like, I wasn't fully aware that, like, these changes would be happening to me and what that might look like, actually. Like, it's not just body hair and smelling and sweaty and you're going to have these hormonal changes like it wasn't just that it's watching yourself in real time shifting into a body that you don't feel comfortable in like my (laughs) like this is like a weird thing but like I I feel like I had short legs and a really long torso for a really long time And I had really big feet. (laughs) And so I had, my feet grew first. (laughs) And so I felt like just like this clown that was like super clumsy all the time. And then, and like from like, I mean, I'm the kind of person, (laughs) I had the kind of puberty, I should say, that I grew six inches in three months. Oh, wow. And so, and like, that was mostly legs. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, I am five, I'm not even five feet tall. So the idea of growing six inches at any point in my life is unfathomable. And and I'm five nine. So, I mean, there be that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so I've been like the same size since eighth grade, but like that I had like such big feet, (laughs) like at the beginning. Um, And I also like, I've had acne since I was 10 and like, I always had this idea or like it was um, I don't know if it was media or if it was just adult conversation that like, Oh, you'll grow out of the acne. Oh yeah. The, the greatest lie of our time. The gr- Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and like I'm 30 and still having acne and I just like, this is a skin. This is like human experience. Like some people do grow out of it and good for them. But like, I would say the high majority do not just grow out of it. Yeah. And I'm dealing with 
a point in my life where I have both acne and wrinkles. And I'm like, oh, okay now. And like, so I guess I'm really not going to grow out of this. <laughs> No, and it's it can be really disorienting, kind of getting back to puberty. I mean, it sounds like you were a little dissociated from your body to begin with, you know, with that idea that like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. And then to have it happen and in such like a dramatic way. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look in the mirror, that's a really like almost spiritual experience to like see yourself. And when you look in the mirror and the person looking back at you doesn't feel like you, that's, I think, would be even more um, disconcerting or push you to dissociate even more. And, um, and I think it's um, not an uncommon experience. Um, I think some people kind of get used to it faster or easier than others. But whether it's puberty or it's having kids or it's aging or whatever it is, our body, you know, menopause, our bodies go through so many different um changes yeah and of course i'm talking about like like changes female body but i'm sure men go through this too i i'm sure that they do i i mean watching my husband and and like he's so excited to get gray hair like the receding hairline is not his favorite but like Mm -hmm. he's so excited about having like a gray beard and and like so he has like a few he does rock it he does he has a good beard and like he's so excited he has like four solid white beard hairs and he's like it's coming my time is coming I'm gonna arise to the occasion and I am here and I it's really inspiring to me and like it helps me breathe a little bit easier knowing that like he is not afraid of aging Mm-hmm. And he doesn't shame me because I'm aging. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I don't handle, like, change is a human experience. It just is. It's, and to think that it's otherwise, like, is delusional. <laughs> and it's really not fair. Yeah. And yet we have this expectation that, like, our bodies should look one way, mm-hmm. no matter how old we are or what our life experience has been or what medications we're on or anything. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's not realistic and being able to accept those things, you know, and in addition to um, just like normal aging, growing up things, when I mentioned medication kind of reminded me, like there are also like, illnesses and events that can change our bodies in ways that are truly unexpected. I mean, we all expect to age, but we might not all expect to come down with an illness or um, gain some kind of disability, um, things like that. And that's just a whole nother, now you have a new body. And on top of that, you have like this other thing that happened that changed your body. to deal with as well I think that's also relevant for people who are born that way there are several accounts of uh, social media influencers who are disabled and like because like in a window view like oh you look normal Mm. and then 
they go outside and like they might be missing a limb or they are like whatever whatever like we don't we don't know and sometimes the things are happening inside that we can't see externally that are not obvious but even when they are external like missing a limb and like oh well you're not disabled enough and that is really cruel (laughs) that's just so frustrating that there's there's like i'm i'm not physically disabled but i feel the frustration for people who are and have to face those kind of people like oh you're not disabled enough oh you're not whatever enough yeah or like i knew someone who xyz this is how they dealt with it how come you can't you know i saw this inspirational video Mm -hmm. because you know our disabled people have to be inspirational sure you know and like um and i think that there's this kind of hostility sometimes there um because people want to maintain this illusion of control Mm -hmm. that like if you see someone that isn't doing anything wrong but is still having a hard time yeah you want to be like okay well if i was in that position, I would do things differently. And so things would be easier for me. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I, I, I really struggle with people. Like if I were like, mm, but uh, you're not. But yeah. You're- and like, you don't know. I don't know if you've gotten that with like, um, what you've gone oh. through with Searsha and stuff and just being like, Oh, well, why didn't you? And you're just like, you have no idea what you would do in a situation until you are in it. So like, oh my gosh, be quiet. I <laughs> I don't have that with Sirsha, fortunately, but I, I do have that like in regards to like um my mental health stuff. Mm, yeah. I struggle with um panic attacks, um, anxiety attacks and um depression. And like people just like, oh well you just need to pray harder or you need to read your scriptures oh, more. Gosh. Or like um <laughs> my least favorite one is like, you must love to be miserable. And um, hearing that. That's so weird. Like, I I can't really describe to you fully, like, what that does for me. Like, you can't really see all the problems inside of me. And I, and, and, and so like, I feel like I can relate to people who struggle with those kinds of things where it's like all these people saying things like you don't have to understand. Like, I hope you don't understand, but I hope you give me the space and just grace to like be. You know, when you were saying, you know, like how you're not physically disabled. um, And I was thinking about like people who have, chronic illnesses and we're also talking about like um visible disabilities you know there's invisible disabilities and i feel like the experience of having mental illness um people that have invisible disabilities the way that they talk i feel like i can kind of relate with some mental illness because on the outside like you don't look sick you're not you don't fit my idea of what sick is yes so and that is the grace and that is a, I feel like that's a dangerous place to be. And like, um, I think that there's a, a huge power um, to stretch your horizons on like following people who like 
um, have different sizes and different shapes and different colors and like on your social media and interacting with people who are different because like not everybody comes in a cookie cutter. And I think it's like safe to assume that everyone has things that they're struggling with. Yeah. One thing, um, I used to homeschool my kids and we were part of this homeschool association where all of the parents kind of pitched in and like taught classes and then your kids could take different classes to like, you know, foreign languages or like subjects that you weren't good at teaching or like sewing. They had like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And because it was just like a bunch of parents, it was, you know, we, we had to do it all, you know, you kind of like leaned on everyone and they had this rule that you need to assume that everyone is just as busy as you are. And I've thought back to that a lot and just be like, what would it be like if we just went through our day and just assumed that everyone was struggling as much as we are, that everyone had it as hard as we do? Yeah. Um, you know, and like there are times in your life that are harder than others, mm-hmm. but just as like a base assumption to like start from the point of this person has their struggles, no matter what their body looks like. Um, and you may or not may, may or may not be able to um, make a good guess about what their struggles are um, just by looking at them. <laughs> right. And I, and I think that's where there's a lot of unlearning to do and relearning in a, a different direction that like, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, yeah, and I, I think also, like, along with the idea of, like, accepting your body um, and accepting others for, like, in their body is not the same as, like, forfeit, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it's not, like, becoming resigned to something. Right. It's, it's like a love and acceptance, not a well, I guess I'll just get over it. Acceptance. Right. But like, yeah, I feel like in those two words, I feel like acceptance is like knowing what you can control. And like, there is finally this release of shame. And like forfeit is like, you might still be in shame, but like, you're just sitting in that puddle and it's not going anywhere um, and just giving up on all hope of anything and just sitting there. At least that's, that's how I interpret that. It's been said to me that I don't have the body type that, um, that would be desirable. And, and so um, looking at myself and like, also like telling people who are like in the puberty or like, motherhood stuff or like yep (laughs) hips grow (laughs) by the way you're gonna get different pants because you grow you know and like I'm curvy I just am I don't dislike that about myself and but it took a long time for me to get to a point to and like I followed a lot of people who looked wildly different and who had the encouraging behavior to be like this is what I look like and I am choosing today to 
like it. I'm choosing to say, this is a body that helps me to do this thing. And like, and it just helped me to go from like, why do I look like this to like, this is what I look like. And then on, and then after time of sitting up, this is what I look like to be like, what can I do with this? What, what could I, what do I like about this body? And, and I think there's power in, in getting to like those layers of, of like those stepping stones that I don't feel like people talk about. Cause there's like, Oh, you need to accept and love your body. But, and like, also like you also got to do the same for other people. Like you don't have to like ogle over other people and their body because like sometimes people can't change that. Like I have a hormone thing uh, since forever and it exacerbated when I had kids. And so like, there's some things I can control, but there's some things that are just really slow going. Yeah. And, um, and like having to just breathe in and be like, okay, I don't love everything about my body, but my birth four babies. Uh, right. And like, I've like, my arms are like a lot stronger than they started with. I had twigs for arms and now I'm like moving day. No problem. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think that there is, there is a lot of grace that comes when we just get to neutral and just letting go of that shame. And that, I, that is what I think acceptance is about is, is just seeing the reality of where you are. Like, I have, I have, um, hip dips and like, it's something that I'm like still getting to the point where I'm like, it just is, it's a, it's a human feature period. Like I'm not like to let go of the, I'm supposed to look like an hourglass, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Um, you brought up like the things that your body can do for you and having that gratitude and that positive outlook. Um, My body (laughs) was a little opposite of yours in pregnancy and everything is that I was hoping to get bigger hips when I had kids because I have no hips. I'm very top heavy and it did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, but, being able to be like okay it's like not the end of the world and like but I have this you know great baby and you know I think you know through our our lives like weight fluctuates and Mm -hmm. being okay with that and having the gratitude of you know like lately especially after this last baby I just have not been able to get back in shape I don't know if I say I've been able to, but I have not gotten back in shape. <laughs> I've not been good about exercising and like being able to do the things that I want to do. And when I say in shape, um, I guess that's not really the right word. I haven't regained the fitness, the like athleticness, um, the like hiking ability, being able to like bike, being able to like carry the um, groceries up the stairs. Mm. But I can take my kid on a walk. I can, I can do some hiking. I can, you know, I can clean the house. I can, you know, and these other things I can cuddle with my kids. I can read to them. 
you know, like I have eyes that work. I can read with glasses, but still, you know, and like being able to find and be grateful for the things that, especially things that are like independent of looks to be like, okay, yeah, maybe I feel like no matter what shape or size your body is, you will always find something you don't like. I mean, supermodels don't like their bodies. And, um, and so like trying to fix those things might be a little futile, but you can always find something that your body can do. Yeah. And to be able to like focus on and be grateful for those things. I think that also like, like you said, like carrying the groceries up the stairs. I think that there's also like part of the acceptance is like knowing when you need to stop yeah not pushing yourself so far and like asking for support asking for help and allowing other people to help you yeah and being okay with like <laughs> we have a brother-in-law who is like a really good athlete yeah. and he like runs and bikes and I just look at him and I'm just like how like looking at you makes me tired. I, I like, just need to go for a ten mile run. No biggie. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna bike twenty miles to work every morning. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like yep. he would run next to his wife biking, like for miles. Like, I yeah, and to be like, of course, it's an extreme example, but to be able to accept that, like. Yeah, I can go camping, but that campsite had better be within a mile of my car. Like, <laughs> but, but really, like, but oh, really, <laughs> yes. And he can go on like a week long backpacking trip and then come home and be like, "Oh yeah, I have a marathon next week. I'm good." Like, that is so much. And like, for like a ten mile run for him is like a light jog. <laughs> like I, I'm. I feel like, okay, so, like, I feel like I I do like running. I haven't been able to get back into running the way that I hoped I would. But, yeah. like, embracing that, like, a walk is as good as a run. And, like, I'm also allowed to, like, run for a little bit and then walk for a little bit. Run for a little bit, walk for a little bit. Because, like, it, it takes a lot. I I'm not in the same... You're not in the same body as you had years ago. And you're not right. in the same body that you're going to have in a few years from now. Exactly. Thank you for, like, understanding my thought process. Yeah. And and in just having to get back into that. And, like, I I have other muscles that are, like, they're really strong and I'm really proud of them. And then there's others who are just, like, we we have some strength conditioning to do. <laughs> and... Or not. Or not. And, and like, I, when I got pregnant and, like, I started getting more voluptuous <laughs> and, like, w- having women come up to me and be like, girl, what is this? Like, <laughs> you coming up to me like, oh, honey. <laughs> and I just Sorry. started. No, no, I, I really needed that that day, like, so much because I was feeling not great and like you coming up to be like we have a goddess amongst us I was just like thank you so much that was like the nicest like I can't control my body right now but that was like such a hype moment that I needed I'm so glad 
And like my husband being like, girl, you don't have chicken legs anymore. <laughs> and like that was so wild to me that like I don't know. I had I had this concept that like my body was the value that someone is going to price on me. Does that make sense? Um, like, not really. <laughs> okay. So, like, I had this idea that, like, pre-marriage and that, like, the way that my body looked was a lot of my value. Okay. Yeah. Which, and- I mean, especially, like, when you're dating, I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, men and women that like you're in the marketplace almost and your body is like the product (laughs) and it's hard it is so hard and and like sometimes it gets super shallow in there and like recognizing um there's someone I follow and she has a condition where she like can't shave she can't wax like her her skin it's just so sensitive so she like and she has chest hair and um and hairy armpits and she has some like chin hairs and like she is flooded with men who want that yes I was gonna say that like it is so easy to feel like when you're in the dating marketplace that like you have to look a certain way or nobody's gonna love you and that's so not true like there is someone for everybody and there are a lot of people for everybody. Like, there are people who are into everything. I don't care what you look like. Mm-hmm. If you are a fun person to be around or you're a kind person, there is someone who, however you look, is going to be into that. Yeah. And, well, okay, like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't, like, get our value from what other people think of us. But it, you have to admit, it's, like, really good to feel attractive especially by someone that you love I I would agree with that but I think I think along with that is just to recognize like your body is like it's it's not like we talked about this last time but like it's not a rent like if they're not into like who you are as a person does the body matter yeah and and so I think there, I mean, it goes both ways where it's just like work on your inner workings, work on your, on accepting the exterior, like, like both of those, like recognizing what's human, what you can control, what you can't control. And, um, cause that confidence is attractive and it's attractive, not just like romantically, but like in friends too, mm-hmm. but like well, it's okay, you know, wherever you are in your journey of accepting your body, it is definitely more fun to be around people who are not constantly complaining about their thighs. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, and if you're complaining about your thighs, like, it's okay to be where you are. But just realize that, like, that is not the most important thing. And that even to other people. Even to romantic partners, even to the people you think that that would be the most important thing, you'd be surprised. (laughs) It's usually not. And if that is the most important thing, do you really want to hang out with them? Right. Yeah. 
there's this podcast that I listen to sometimes, and I think I might have mentioned this before, so cut this out if I had. But their catchphrase is, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. Yes! I love that phrase so much. Oh my gosh. The first time I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh. And I had to like take a week to like really process what that meant for me. That like, I am so much more interesting than the way I look. Like, my- So like, this is the thing, is that like, the skin that I'm in, this body... This lump of flesh that I'm in, the shape of it, the color of it, what it looks like is the least interesting thing about me. And that is not talked about enough. I really don't think so. Yeah, your boldness and your artisticness is the interesting part, not the way you look, even if those things are influenced by it. Yep. And like... Um, okay. So I'm going to, I'm, have you read, um, Eat, Pray, Love? I have not. Okay. So the movie did not do it justice, by the way. Anybody who's seen the movie, like, try again with the book. See, I only saw the movie, so maybe I need to go read the book. Okay. But there's one part of the movie that I really loved. And that's the, the part where they're eating pizza. And her friend is like, I have muffin tops. And she's like, you have muffin tops? And she's like, embarrassed. Like, don't say it too loud. (laughs) And she's like, "Mm, I am tired of counting calories. And when, like, I could just be enjoying life. Like, I'm not letting obesity take over my life. But, like, I, like, after this pizza, we're going to get bigger pants. And that's okay. Like, and they just enjoyed their pizza in peace. And then they bought new pants. And like, and they had, and like that scene was so beautiful to me. Like this. Because the book is about her healing journey. It's kind of a, a journal entry style. Okay. And I highly recommend it. It's a solid, beautiful book about all of the healing journey that she goes through in uh i don't even know what time period it's like i want to say it's a year um but just i just love the process i'm just like i'm allowed to enjoy things i hate when kate moss said that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels oh my gosh everything tastes better than skinny feels (laughs) Because skinny isn't a feeling. Like, it's not a feeling. Because if we go back to, like, no matter what size you are, if you're critical about yourself, you're going to be critical about yourself. Being skinny isn't going to make you feel better about yourself if you don't feel good about yourself to begin with. I agree with that. Like, and, Yeah. <laughs> it's really frustrating that, like, a lot of stores are accommodated to a certain body type. Um, I'm really proud of the industry, like, expanding. Like, it definitely needs to do some more. um, Because, like, not everybody is a box shape. And, like, just all the things. (laughs) And not only in clothes, but, like, in architecture. Like, I was at a pizza parlor last week. And I could barely fit between the, like, booth and the table. And, oh, 
I am rough. Yeah, there are a lot of people who I feel like would not fit in that table. Yeah. Like I'm like, who is this for? Like children. Children. They're for children. <laughs> and and yeah, or like in like airports, how they have like arms on all of the chairs to prevent people from sleeping on them. Mm. Where are people supposed to sit? Yeah. Like if you have hips, just forget it. Yep. Like we're sitting on the floor. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. So I kind of want to circle back to um about um the idea of rest. I feel like we didn't fully explore that. Because um, part of accepting our body is not just like how it looks and what it can do. It's also recognizing that like we are human and we have limited capacity, limited energy and to be okay with that. I mean, back to the idea that we are a consciousness stuck in a meat sack and that meat sack has to eat and it has to sleep and um, it has to rest I mean and not only just like physically but like mentally too that our brains need rest absolutely and I think that part of accepting our body is accepting that like different people are going to have different capacities for things and to be like patient with yourself um one thing that I've been trying to do lately is to get better about having good routines like brushing my, I did not brush my teeth this morning now that I say that (laughs) (laughs) because I'm bad at that thing I just like I get going with my day and I get distracted and I never come back to the thing and things don't get cleaned because I'll like go to one room to put something away and then I completely forget that I'm cleaning the kitchen because now I'm in the bedroom and oh my gosh there's my journal I should write down something I was like totally gonna yeah oh my god it's a it's a whole thing it's a whole thing. And so I've been trying to like stay on task and create good routines and like using different accommodations and tools in that. Mm-hmm. And I found that if I tried to have a good morning routine and a good evening routine, I like was dead the next day. It was like so much mental energy mm-hmm. to focus that long that I had to realize that like I am human and I can only do one of these things right now. So I'm going to have a morning routine and whatever happens in the evening, it happens and it's okay. And to know that like, once I get the morning routine down, I will be more able to do the evening routine more often. And then maybe once I get that down, I can like clean up after dinner and not, you know, and like have a clean kitchen before I go to bed. That's the dream. Yeah. And just being patient with yourself and like your physical limitations. Um, different people are going to have different needs. Some things are going to be harder for some people than others. Yep. Like, I'm sure people listen to this and be like, that is so gross. You didn't brush your teeth. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. But like, if you're someone who brushing your teeth is a really easy thing, like, that's great for you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. It's a sensory thing. It's an attention thing. It's a depression thing. For some reason, all of the things intersect at brushing teeth for me. And it's okay that that's harder for me. And it's okay that getting on the bus is hard for someone and takes more time or more support. 
And it's okay that running a marathon takes more work for me than it does for our brother-in-law and (laughs) all of those things that um, there's not like a standard expectation for bodies because there's not a standard body. Yeah, exactly. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Special thanks to Ashley Burton for the cover art and Lemon Music Studios for the music. Please consider subscribing and reviewing us wherever you're listening to this podcast. We hope to see you next week. Bye.